0: Over a decade of experience in video games, and all he has to show for it is this stupid podcast. It's Behind the Line Radio, with your host, Kinetic, and it
1: starts now. Hello everyone, and welcome to Behind the Line Radio. I'm your host, Kinetic, aka Nick, and this week I have uh, Jeff Baron Fang joining me again. How are you? How are you? Um, I'm good, I'm good. All right. Now, over this past, what, week or so? Again, this might be a bit off based on when this goes up, but uh, mm. rather prominent YouTuber JonTron got into a rather politically charged debate with another YouTuber that goes by the name of Destiny. Now, I like I said, this was a rather politically charged thing. It got started by him making some statements on Twitter that, you know, some people would strongly disagree with and I'm not interested in going into the politics of anyone's line of thinking here. What I find interesting about this whole thing is one, you know, YouTubers there's a lot of YouTubers that make their names off of video games, reviewing them, talking about them. You know, JonTron's done a bunch of them. He actually had a big tie-in with Star Wars a year or two ago. Mm. Um, Have have you seen any of JonTron's stuff?
0: Uh, I, I've honestly, the only stuff I've ever seen of his would have been a couple of those star Wars ones, mm. uh, funny you bring those up <laughs> and, it, and it would have been, yeah, two or three years ago. I I think, um, I, as far as his review reviews, video game related content, I, I mean, I know I'm aware of him, but I, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I, it's not something that I watch now.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I actually became aware of him on, um, I forget which one it is, but I I follow some uh, reactions tumblers. Uh, Unfortunately, two of them are dead. QA reactions and dev operator reactions both seem to be dead. But uh, uh, DBA reactions and InfoSec reactions are both still alive. And they'll do stuff like post GIFs and, you know, uh, your reaction when this thing happens and so forth. But uh, one of them was based on his review of uh, plug-and-play game systems okay yeah and he was looking at one and he's saying it has the audacity to to list that it comes with av cables as a feature man you should have seen the old one it has this cutaway gag because it was called game philip for some reason and so he he has this cutaway gag of he reaches for a box that has old game philip scrawled on it with like sharpie it's not a cardboard box it's one of those little like cigar box type things or like marker box type things he opens it up and there's like a plastic fish, some cigarette butts, a couple of crayons, and an a audio cassette that says booty jams on it. <laughs> he just looks up and says, I can make this work. <laughs> <laughs> it was just such a great shot. I wound up watching all of his stuff, and, and there's a, a lot of really funny stuff in there, too. So, mm. you know, But the thing is, and, and this is kind of what I'm getting at here, what he is as a product as a YouTuber mm. and and this goes for a lot of YouTubers and a lot of celebrities even is that what you're buying as a consumer is their personality. Yeah. And 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 for a lot of celebrities that's the case, but even more so for YouTubers because it comes across much more personal. Yeah. That's their appeal. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the whole idea is like it's like you're sitting down and gaming with a buddy, right? Mm. or something like that, or just, you know, talking with somebody, or, or I don't know, the way I just described it kind of sounds like why you hear um, elderly people watching CVS and ordering stuff just to be able to talk to somebody on the phone, and that's not quite how I mean it, but, (laughs) you know, it's, it it really is, they're presenting and selling their own personality, and... If that's themselves, you know, and it's all very easy then and that's popular and it makes the money, great. But if there's any, I don't know, I don't want to call it artifice, but um, shall we say packaging, presentation, performance associated with it, Mm. then there's a lot of careful, I don't know, management that has to be done to make sure that, that you don't damage your brand, you don't damage your personality in the eyes of your audience. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You have any thoughts on that so far? Well, I, I can monologue for a while, so I, I, I don't want to make sure that. Uh,
0: I get what you mean. Like yeah. it's. Um, I, I've heard Jim Sterling talk about this. Uh, and others that. Um, and even some web cartoonists, you know, say that like you shouldn't be hitching. You know, the, the, these people that are making a name for themselves, they've gotten successful. Not by hitching their name to some company brand, but by building their own brand, and thus that your name, your brand is portable, is movable. You're not tied to anything. If you're, you know, if you're generic YouTube or or video game reviewer, celebrity, whatever, tied to this site and the site goes under, well, that's that's a bad thing. But your name doesn't disappear with that, and you can take that elsewhere so your your name your brand is is of utmost importance and uh
1: mm-hmm.
0: what people know you f- for and what they've probably pigeonholed you for in fairness is is the most important thing so i, I guess when you uh go out on a limb <laughs> uh you're you're taking a bit of a risk of uh, uh diluting is not the not quite the word but it's alienating certain people Mm. certainly is a possibility. Confusing others certainly is a possibility. Um, And, and, uh, Sorry, continue. Yeah. And, and just, um, I, I, I keep wanting to go back to the word diluting, but that's not, I don't know if you get what I mean by that.
1: (laughs) I think, I think I know what you mean because like you, you say alienating people and that, um, that rings to me on the topic of like, um, when you, I, I've spoken about this before kind of when you update a game, you know, are you going to try to stick with all of the tried and true mechanics that you had before? You know, stick with what brought you to the dance, yeah. refine it, yeah. play to your core, or are you going to try to add something new to appeal to new people? Yeah, you know, if you're constantly playing to your core, you're probably eventually going to, you know, just by raw attrition, eventually lose some consumers over time and you're just going to narrow it down and narrow it down and over-specialize to your hardcore audience. It's getting harder and harder core all the time. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do anything to reach out, then you'll eventually just reach a a breaking point where you can't break even anymore, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So there's definitely something required for, for, you know, I mean, we're we're using terms here that don't exactly sound like they apply to YouTubers, but really it's about any brand, you know? Yeah. So to to keep yourself relevant, there do have to be some tweaks, and any tweak is going to have some risk. Now, I'm not exactly sure that in the case of JonTron, this was a calculated, I want to... Uh, expose another part of myself to adjust my brand, yeah. but that also goes to kind of what I'm thinking about: how all of this very personality-driven stuff has to be very carefully managed.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't sound like this was done in the spirit of anything, but just you know, I want to have a conversation about something, and there I don't, it doesn't, I don't get the impression that there was any thought given towards uh, consequences or um or that it might. I mean, I certainly don't think he thought that it would become as much of a
1: talking point <laughs> as it's been. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's one of those strange things. Is it, it, and in his case, it gets really, really strange because he hasn't exactly been producing a lot of content lately. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. You look back those those Starcade or yeah, they, he called them Starcade Star Wars Arcade or the, those game videos are still like. Like you said, they're from like a couple of years ago, but they're still pretty high up on his, uh, yeah, his YouTube page. So yeah. I mean, it. I don't know if this is a case of like he's kind of checking himself out now, and he's not even paying that much attention. I I really don't know what he's been up to. Yeah, to be, to be perfectly blunt, I don't care yeah. that much. So yeah,
0: he's not like a PewDiePie who just puts out so much content that if he does some weird skits here and there. You know, you can you can also say, well, he's also doing <laughs> x number of reviews as well. This is yeah. you know, he's not he's not completely given over to making strange social yeah. commentary. So, so, <laughs> so with,
1: with the whole PewDiePie thing, I mean that that I mean, you know, and that actually speaks to to personal brand as well because I mean, there was the whole question of like, here's this joke was this in bad taste? Was this a reflection of his personal beliefs? You know, mm. um, and I, I, I get the impression that the general consensus is this is not reflective of his personal beliefs. However, it was probably a bad idea and in bad taste. And it did cost him, like, a network affiliation that probably won't really hurt him in the long run. But, yeah, I mean, at this point, can anything really hurt him in the long run? I don't think he needs to do this anymore.
0: <laughs> probably not,
1: yeah. Uh, but... Yeah.
0: Yeah, he he's in a he's in a situation I think
1: uh, a couple strata above a John Tron board. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and and hell yeah. John Tron probably doesn't need to do this anymore.
0: <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. but but with with PewDiePie, I mean, because he keeps generating content, because he is open to people, because he does make headlines when certain things happen. Um, it, it, it this isn't – like if anyone's talking about him, this isn't the only thing they're talking about him. No. However, with JonTron, in the absence of other news and other work, this kind of just sucks all the oxygen out of the room, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna it's going to be the thing that's most associated with his name for quite a while now, you know, it's uh, you know, I I am not saying he's like a Pee Wee Herman who's going to have to go away for 20 years before <laughs> before anyone can disassociate him with it, you know, something true, truly awful, but at least for the moment, yeah, he doesn't really have anything else to, to lean on. Um so, yeah, it, it it's uh, it does beg the question, should he have uh, and I think you were earlier, should he have been giving it a bit more thought, you know, if if this is the only public pr- uh if this is the only public appearance—if that's even the right word—that you're going to make for some time, do you really want it to be something relatively hot button? You know, like I—I—I I, I, I like you. I'm in a very much of a don't care one way or the other sort of position, looking yeah. at all this, sort of bemused and—and and, you know. Stuff that we're bemused about is certainly good podcast fodder in its own way. Uh, what well, we wouldn't have, a, we wouldn't have a podcast if we weren't, if there wasn't stuff to be bemused about. But you know, I, I have to
1: admit. That. <laughs> oh my God, I got to add that to the list of uh, stuff I want Dave to do for opening stingers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, well, look, I mean,
0: let me let me give you an example. Like I, of. Um, I don't want to make this all about me and why I can't understand why people care so much, but like, I, I'm pretty good, and I get the sense that maybe you're in this camp too at sort of compartmentalizing, uh, and like just taking certain content makers, people that I'm fans of, um, whole or in part, for, you know, for, for particular value and just discounting them for others. Like, for example, I, I'm a big fan of, uh, Bennett the Sage. Who does uh, anime abandon, which is a uh, a weekly, uh, thrice monthly or whatever it is, uh, and his anime reviews. He, he calls himself an old taku. He focuses on mostly older anime, often bad anime, cringy <laughs> anime. Uh, really, really good at what he does in with regards to those sorts of reviews. I mean, he's he's the best at that. Yeah. Now he also does other stuff. Um, I've not enjoyed any of that other stuff ever because he, <laughs> does, he does, you know, he'll do m- reviews of Marvel movie stuff that's coming out week to week. I can't stand it. Uh, but I don't, I don't hate him for that. I just, I just watch the parts of his content that I like and ignore the other parts that I don't. But I realize that I, I'm, I mean, I'm not a unique animal. There's probably a lot of people like me out there in the uh, hard to, Offend middle of the road uh, in terms of content viewers, but I, I there are a lot of people out there who can't do that. Who if you don't, if you you know, if you get your politics into it and and you're not aligned with that, they'll dissociate themselves with you. Uh, all and with some people, it doesn't even have to be politics. It can be that you get a reputation for not liking Nintendo or Sony or Microsoft, <laughs> and that's all it takes for them to completely cut you out. So. I realize that I'm sort of a um, uh, laissez-faire sort of content maker, but clearly uh, there are a lot of people aren't there, aren't there who aren't. And as for the points you were making earlier, corporations can't often
1: oh, yeah. be just it, it, whatever. Yes. Brands to, can't screw around yeah, with that. Like, they can't. They, they,
0: ha- they have to be really sensitive to this stuff, so um, – yeah, I can I can sit here and roll my eyes at all this and try and think of intelligent things to say on a, fo- a podcast about it. But I, I realize that for a lot of people out there, and certainly for companies, this is much higher stakes. Even if I don't understand it, and I can't, I can only get my blood pressure so high <laughs> about this stuff. I, I certainly can under, I, I can put myself in the shoes of the of the uh, easily offended or easily excited or the the brand people who there's a lot of dollars and cents that go into making sure that. People don't get tarnished by this. People and brands don't get tarnished by this stuff. So, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I think there's a kind of a, a, a few uh, points that we can branch off to from there. Uh, one is. Like I was mentioning before, there's it's a bit different between people like YouTubers who have to be in the current age of social media with your shows on YouTube and Twitter and having really open and direct conversations with the consumers. You know, mm. um, it's it's very different there from say I, let's just go with Sam Jackson. Mm. You know, um, he's going or or. Um, I don't know. I'm not thinking of another example off the top of my head, <laughs> but but you know he's a good one though. Yeah, you know it, it carries the idea. You know he's he's a he's a movie star. You know he's going to be pretty remote. Just it, 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 whether or not he wants to be, there's just going to be so many demands on his time and attention that no, you're probably not going to get him for an interview on a, 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 a podcast show or something. You're probably yep. not going to get into a long conversation with him on Twitter. Uh, um, you're probably not going to get his ear directly, and that's fine, you know. Um, but on top of that, let's let's say you find out something you don't like politically about some actor of that kind of caliber. I'm yeah. struggling to think of a good example at the at the moment, but you know, you can enjoy someone's work, someone's art. Without mm-hmm. having to like them as a person.
0: Yeah, know? absolutely. Uh,
1: and if you... It, it, that doesn't mean that you have to or anything like that. It, it can be like, oh, I know this came from this person who did this thing or believes this thing, and that just tarnishes it too much for me to appreciate, and that's fine too. But the thing is that borderline is a lot closer for a YouTuber because mm-hmm. their product is their personality, you know? Yeah. And they also um
0: even the the top tier ones are more are they're pretty accessible Mm -hmm. i mean i mean i'm not saying it wouldn't be difficult to uh get a hold of some of them but you you know the compare compared to a lot of uh, public figures they are relatively accessible and relatively Mm -hmm. hands-on so it's not like there's this layer of of uh Representatives in between them and you that where you can you'd believe that oh well so there was something lost in the translation or the interpretation or uh, i I didn't know that that shoe company made shoes in the third third world country that that used child labor or something like that that uh, that they could be so you know if they if something comes out of their own mouth or out of their own channel or out of their own Twitter we're all going to assume that it's them and and that there's you know you, you, there's really no hiding behind um pub, you know <laughs> publicity people or, or anything like that it's 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 pure distilled them most of the time the,
1: the people responsible have been sacked <laughs> yeah. yeah you can't do that one no that's that's partially that's probably why there's the rise <laughs> of my twitter's been hacked
0: yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's not like John Tron Jontron. I mean, there's probably a Twitter record of him public uh, this. De- I don't know who this Destiny guy is, but if you, I, I wouldn't be, I'd be willing to bet that uh you could probably find the back and forth of them on Twitter. Like, hey, would you like to be on my stream? Sure. What time? Blah blah blah. Like, it's probably all there. You know, oh, yeah, like the the
1: fir- <laughs> yeah, the, the the first things that that Jontron said, and and then Destiny kind of getting into it. And I I started listening to, I think I listened to about half of their two hour stream to debate. So. Mm. Like I haven't gotten through the whole thing yet. I uh, God am help very you. busy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, operating on like five hours of sleep a night. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh,
0: surely there's better things to do than listen to those two. Then <laughs> I, I I understand.
1: Yeah, um, but uh, the other thing that I kind of was going to branch off on was was another kind of an example about personality-driven stuff and accessible stuff from a few years ago. Um, I'm a pretty big fan of Spoonie mm-hmm. and, um, a while ago there was, uh, uh, dust up, I suppose you could say, um, when he left that guy with the glasses mm-hmm. and, you know, he said a few things on Twitter that, um, were, let's say crass or off color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there was this whole kind of debate in the community of, is he, you know, is this why he left did they kick him out of that guy with the glasses or, or, this or that? And there was kind of some damage control on both sides. And it comes to the thing of, okay, is this something that you think he's a miserable asshole mm. or, you know, whatever questions that, that, that sequence of events might've brought up for you. Um, uh, does that mm. damage your, your opinion of Spoonie? Does it, does it damage your ability to enjoy what he does? Um, and you talk about, you know, we, we talked about kind of changing what you're presenting. Yeah. You know, Spoonie's content is really different these days. He doesn't do much of the same kind of videos he used to do. He seems to be more of a live streamer these days, Mm -hmm. which, uh, you know, doesn't appeal to me as much because I don't have two hours to sit down and and watch him play through, uh, persona or whatever. Um, I, would I'd prefer the more edited down version like his Final Fantasy reviews or or his yeah. Reb reb Brown reviews and, and whatnot. Yeah. I I like those.
0: And the irony is the more concise and the shorter the reviews and content, the more time and effort <laughs> it takes oh, yes. on the part of the creator, obviously. Oh, so. yes. I,
1: I appreciate that too. Yeah. Um oh man, we probably didn't have any Rebuary anything this year. <laughs> <sighs> well he's starting to run out of Reb Brown content anyway. I think he's reviewed almost everything <laughs> Reb Brown's ever been in <laughs> uh, some fun, funny stuff there but yeah I mean that's an example like and uh, what is it his uh, um, counter monkey series about uh, gamers like he opened a, and this is this is one of the other weird things where it's kind of a balancing act is Spoonie himself opened a Patreon and that also in turn kind of goes to how this is so personality driven Yeah, he opens a yeah. Patreon and you kind of pay him to be him on camera Right. And so a lot of people wanted to pay him for, you know, counter monkey and, and the other stuff he does. And he actually got really blown away by how big the Patreon was. He got up to like $5,000 a month or something like that. Mm. And he got to the point where he was like, I don't, I'm not even sure what I can spend all of this on. I don't want to waste your money and do something stupid. Uh, So what do I do? And uh, right around then is actually when his content started to slow down. Mm. Um, I mean, he still releases some counter monkey stuff here and there, Mm. um, but not a whole lot. And here's one of the other things with him is that, and my understanding is that he's had some, uh, behavioral health problems. um, I I don't want to mischaracterize anything. So like, this is my understanding of it. I, I, I could be under a false impression but it you know those are kind of things that can be really difficult and if there was also something with that going on you know there's been moving going on in his life and other stuff and that can be uh very disruptive and cause these things to be very difficult and they can take time to sort out um so i mean that that could very well account for everything whereas a whole bunch of people pulled out of his patreon and called him a a crook and a thief or whatever and you get all that stuff going on and all of all of this really comes with being so personality-driven. That level of accessibility, that level of uh, putting yourself out there, and you know, vulnerability that comes along with it. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, and some and some people are beloved for the, for that, uh, <laughs> and and have fan bases that are relatively forgiving of it. Others, uh, obviously, probably less so. Um, but yeah, I, I guess. Uh, I, I guess it's not this. I, I guess there's no formula. <laughs> is the is one is one way to put it. You're, you're not. You know, there are some people who are able to um, who are able to do just about anything and find an audience for it, and and or or, or a, they're able to to meet to, to find some sort of a, a homeostasis or something where if they're losing people, they're gaining enough more mm-hmm. that, that they're that it's able to be viable. You know, maybe. Yeah, yeah, re- replacing you know the the older ones who like what they used to do, and they're sick of it. And the, there's newer ones coming along liking the new stuff. That's probably the the ideal position for somebody to be in to not feel creatively stifled. But you know, getting back to Tron, when you're doing doing something that jarring, you're not really letting people um, you're not really letting people. F- um, find their way with you with mm. you, you know you're, you're kind of putting down a line of demarcation that says this is the before and after <laughs> and uh you're gonna find out at that point who's gonna still be on board with you who doesn't care who does a great deal and is gonna walk away yeah. um I, I guess if you've got your livelihood riding on that and a patron etc et you've gotta
1: give it some pause for thought <laughs> yeah yeah um and you know a lot of people reacted to John Tron saying like, you know, or let me rephrase that. I don't know if a lot of people have said that, but it seems like it would be a pretty common reaction in situations like this of, you know, like stick to game reviews or whatnot, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, way back in the two thousands, like people complaining about the Dixie chicks, uh, expressing their political views, you know, stick to music or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. And, I'm not gonna be one to say you shouldn't express your own views you know um, but uh, the on the flip side is if you're gonna do that you have to it is best if you're aware of the potential consequences
0: yeah yeah you know? absolutely yeah you, you know you never know um, when people would will turn what people would turn on you for you know yeah. I mean there are some things that I think are pretty predictable. <laughs> which is not not a, completely unrelated to the topic of genre. There are some things where you can predict pretty easily what it's going to get people pissed off <laughs> about. <laughs> and I think this might have been one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but on the flip side, there are also, there are also situations, and I, I'm struggling to think of them off the top of my head, but there have also been situations where people have gotten really pissed off about something – relatively innocuous that have br- that have brought people <laughs> a lot of grief too so mm. in, in some ways you can't win but in, in in other ways you know those you know politics and religion and those other predictable ones yeah if, if you're going to if you're going to do that well i mean god i mean i if john Tron is acting surprised about this i i don't know where he gets off on acting surprised <laughs> <laughs> you know what like I, I don't have anything to say one way or the other about about his personal choices about what, he, what he's going to talk about. But for him to act surprised, that I can't. I mean, he's he's gotta he's gotta have a head on his shoulders, right? <laughs> like, certain, Don't people know at this point what people are going to get upset about and what they're not pretty pretty predictably? Like, yeah. I mean, cer- certain things are, yeah. are pretty obvious, but it's,
1: it's hot button topics. You're going to get people who are going to react strongly.
0: Yeah, you know, like oh, here's here's one, like um, like Eric Kane uh mentioned in an article about how a particular you you I'm sure you know about this one where he mentioned about how to partic- how a particular game was uh easily piratable as a as a passing mention in talking about a game that hadn't come out. I, I can't mm. can't really remember the context, but it, he wasn't at, he wasn't advocating for it for it being pirated, but he was mentioning that it that it, that it had been and that it was available out there to those to look for it. He, he reaped a whirlwind of criticism for that. (laughs) Like, and, and yet, you know, like of, of all the things that he could have been, I I mean, I'm sure he's written other things where he probably thought that that would have been more controversial to say one, one way or the other. And yet, you know, that, that was the one that brought, (laughs) brought the, uh, brought the fire down on, on top of him. Um, so yeah, I guess um, it's it's not it's not it's not possible to predict everything that's going to get you grief. But mm-hmm. oh God, in, in in this area, well, there's two things about it. One, the topic itself, the subject matter itself that he was talking about. Maybe he should have predicted that that might have, have raised some people's ire. But more to the point, I think of what uh, you, you were kind of steering towards earlier. It's a little bit of a jarring turn from what he's done in the past, what he's
1: covered in the past. He's been pretty apolitical. Yeah. You know, he's just kind of the, yeah. the goof, the clown.
0: Yeah. So you're going to have the people who are offended by what he said. And then you're going to have the people, like you mentioned earlier, that just stick with games, dummy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's enough people in both of those camps to give you a hit in your subscribers or, you know, give you some grief, give you some bad ink for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, And look, um, if if you're going to branch out and do other types of content, you know, more more power to you. But perhaps you could find a, I don't know, if you're only known for one thing, perhaps sort of easing into it might be (laughs) might be a better way to do it than than nailing your theses to the church uh, door (laughs) in such a a public way. Perhaps is a a better way to prepare people for the fact that you're not just going to be this video game guy. Any, anymore I don't know it, it, I don't think there's a recipe for branching out in, in a way that's gonna be like safe and um, controversy free but um, I, I don't know I would say that the John Tron model thus far probably is not <laughs> mm-hmm. not not a model for others perhaps yeah. um, I don't know I, if if your brand's important to you anyway yeah and I you know I think you've established that for these people <laughs> that are making an offing it is whether they like it or not
1: so so yeah. th- th- there's one other thing that I wanted to to kind of hit on here because I mean there there are personalities like this that really predate the ubiquity of YouTube I mean mm-hmm. and, and and those go into making their own games I mean pewdiepie has games with his name on it you know mm-hmm. but the angry video game nerd has multiple there's, games with yeah. his name on it and he he really does predate YouTube so yep. um that that's One, that's another example of the personality-driven aspect of the business, but two, that's where you start getting into kind of a a merging of worlds because nowadays there's also a lot more personality following for the game's development themselves. You know, I mean, it's not really a... a First example that comes to mind isn't exactly a complimentary one, but, I mean, Peter Peter Molyneux. I mean, a lot of people have thoughts about the work that Peter Molyneux is associated with because it's Peter Molyneux. Um, and with more create or, or, you know, uh, no man's sky, uh, hello games. Um, oh, his name is slipping my mind. Sean Murray. Yes. Sean Murray, all the stuff that he said, there's, there's going to be a lot of, because of the things he said, because of how much he put himself out there, there's going to be a lot of attention paid to him specifically and what he does and what he says in the future. Yeah. Or um, with all of the creators going off and getting their own Kickstarters and Patreons now, you yeah. know, uh, are you... Do you think uh, KG Inafune is going to get the same kind of uh, adulation and investment from the fans after the results of Mighty Number no. 9? Yeah,
0: I... I, I think that's a good point. I think uh, I think faceless corporations are a little easier to forgive than people.
1: Yeah, you kind know, interesting like, that, isn't it?
0: Yeah, oh, and it's and it's in, and um, I don't want to go off on a complete tangent, but people want to people want to put a face and a name to who to blame sometimes. Mm. Oh
1: yeah, oh. yeah. There's it, a tangent for you.
0: Yeah, I, we could do a whole other show on that. And, oh yeah. And if it's a develop if it's a dev team. If it's a publisher, if it's a if it's a corporation, you can you can dilute the um, <laughs> the responsibility for the screw up or the mess or whatever uh, across um, across a lot of people. But I think instinctively, particularly in this current social media age, where um, a lot of companies, the you know the fa- the faces of those companies, those team leads, those community managers, etc., are, are, are out there people want to find, well, who's responsible f- for this, you know, particularly if it's a game that um, that's particularly broken in one particular way. <laughs> yeah. You know? so, well, so they want to find out who's head of that department I, and, I, and tear them a new whatever, you know,
1: I'm, I'm going to uh, end <laughs> this particular thread here. With um, an off-ramp to another topic that we'll probably continue <laughs> to in the future. Yeah. But I think the word that, that particularly applies to the thought you're getting at here is starting a witch hunt. Yeah, And yeah, uh, exactly. that would yeah. be kind of like what has happened with the Mass Effect animations. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that will be a, con- uh, if we get around to it, will be a continued topic on another time. Uh, <laughs> so let me know. All you listeners out there, or listener, I don't know how many of them there are. <laughs> we switched podcast services. We don't, we don't services. want to presume. We switched <laughs> podcast services, so I got to make sure I can pay attention to the analytics now, which in turn is another topic for the future. Yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I know you got to get going pretty soon here. Jeff, yep. Did you have any, th- any other big points that you wanted to get up here?
0: That was that was about it, you know. I was the tangent I was steering off of was that, you know, that whole. <laughs>
1: the,
0: it's you want you want to in an age where it's easy to blame a person. If you were if you are your brand and you're that person, well, you know, anything you say puts you and your brand under the microscope. There's nowhere else to steer the attention away from. So, all
1: right, yeah. So I will I will then start to cap off this episode of uh, Behind Line Radio. I'll give you a really quick. Little uh, work story, uh, <laughs> tale from behind the line, as it were. Um, working back with uh, cell phones way back in the day, um, <laughs> there were tons of chargers because back then we didn't have the standardized USB ports, right? Mm.
0: Um,
1: and what happened – and a lot of them came with little rubber bands. This is a really weird story. Uh, a lot of them came with little rubber bands to tie them up together, right? So you had this <laughs> tiny little rubber band. <laughs> yeah. And what, hap- what I realized was they, they fit really well uh, between the tip and first knuckle of my thumb such that you know if I, I bent my thumb, I could hook it on, I straighten it out, it would fire it like I'm shooting the rubber band. <laughs> and I was, I was fooling around with this and um, it was my manager at the time we were walking toward each other and I just shot it at him and it hit him in the face (laughs) like just over his eye. (laughs) And the, the funny thing is that while that was a super freaky thing to almost hit somebody in their eye, like he reeled back and was so impressed with the shot that when his face came back, he was like, just like, Oh my God. Because <laughs> we were both like that. It's like that was an amazing shot. Oh my god! I almost hit you in the eye. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, I think that'll be it for us for today. Uh, thanks for joining me, Jeff, to discuss this. Thank you. Alright. And if there's anything anyone out there would like to hear us talk about here on Behind the Line Radio, or see me write about on the Behind the Line article series, uh, please get in touch with me at kinetic at enthusiasts.com. That's K-Y-N-E-T-Y-K at com. See y'all next time, everybody.
0: Behind the Line Radio is presented by Enthusiacs.com. For more podcasts, Let's Plays, articles, videos, reviews, and more, visit us at Enthusiacs.com. Also, send us a comment on Twitter, at Enthusiacs. View us on YouTube, channel Enthusiacs, and like us on Facebook, Enthusiacs.